I was a uh, practicing clinician working in a home health agency model. I wasn't allowed to dose my patients as per best practice guidelines. So I said, there's gotta be a way to do this better. My, my grandmother, uh, my grandfather, I started seeing them going in and out of long-term care. It started personal seeing the sick side of 80, and now it's been exciting to be part of Fox. Light bulb moment, like that's a complete game changer. You can see what we can do as a practice and as treating clinicians to really make 80, 85 look so much different than it did back that long ago. And boil it down into one say, it's quite simply this, it's be stronger, live better longer. Hello everybody, my name is Jim Shear and welcome to Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. The podcast dedicated to clinicians who work with older adults. My name is Jim Shear, and on today's episode, I will be joined by co-founder and president of the National Association of Black Physical Therapists, Dr. Remy Onofade. And we will talk about the upcoming NABPT Conference 2022 happening this weekend, June 17th through the 19th. So if you would like more information, you can go to nabpt.org. I believe it is not too late to sign up. So if you would like to attend a conference... Once again, all virtual, so you can be anywhere in the world attending this conference. If you need more information, go to nabpt.org. And if you have any specific questions, you can contact conference.nabpt at gmail.com. So Remy will join us on the podcast today. Remy is actually pulling double Fox Rehabilitation duty today. Because later this evening, she will speak at our Fox for All meeting. At Fox Rehabilitation, we have a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. It's called Fox for All, and Remy will speak tonight. So in advance, many thanks to Remy Onafade. So if you are a fan of the Live Better Longer podcast, some programming news this is the second to last episode of season two. So if you're keeping score at home, this is season two, episode 11. We've got one more episode coming next week. That's, that's going to be a good one. It doesn't involve anyone who works with Fox. It actually involves my neighbor, but it has everything to do with Fox culture because one of our pillars is an exchange of abundance. And the story we tell next week has that written all over it. So you don't want to miss today's episode. You don't want to miss next week's episode. We'll take off July and August, and then we'll be back with season three come September. You know, because I, I don't want to bug our clinicians during the summer months. They treat all day. And then I want them to enjoy their summer evenings. I don't want to be blasting them with questions when they could be going for a nice walk in the park. And there's a reason why TV shows take a break in the summer. There's a reason why kids get out of school in the summer. It just feels innate, right? Like part of us, part of us slightly shuts down in the summer. I don't know if shut down is the right word, but when the summer months come, 
We all feel it, right? We just kind of need to decompress and reset. So that's what we'll do on the Live Better Longer podcast. Episode 11 this week, episode 12 next week. We'll take the summer off. We'll come back. You know what? I'll promise you this. We'll come back before the summer is over. Because what, officially the summer is over September 21st. We'll be back before that. All right, so let's take a break. And when we come back on the Live Better Longer podcast, I will be speaking with co-founder and president of the National Association of Black Physical Therapists, Dr. Remy Onofade. Like I just said, this is our second to last episode of season two. So if you enjoy the Live Better Longer podcast and you haven't listened to every episode, maybe you should use the summer to catch up. So just a friendly reminder, Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast can be found on our website, foxrehab.org, under the link Fresh Fox content, and you can also hear us on your favorite streaming services. So as these summer months approach, use them to catch up on the Live Better Longer podcast. And if you are up to speed, if you've listened to every episode, maybe take the summer months to listen to your favorite episodes again. Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast available for you to listen to and download on all of your favorite streaming services. Please welcome to Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast, doctor of physical therapy and co-founder and president of the National Association of Black Physical Therapists, Dr. Remy Onofade, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. I appreciate the introduction. Was I close to the name? You were no. We no, we we discussed it beforehand, and you said, oh, that's good." And I, I felt like by your reaction, I wasn't a hundred percent. So, how would you say it? if you're introducing yourself to someone? How would you? Say how would I say it, uh, Doctor Onofade? Oh, it's close. So the A, the A is very subtle. Yes. On Fade. Yes. Okay. Welcome. It's it's, it's good. It's good. (laughs) But I want to be great. I don't just want to be good. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) fair. (laughs) So Remy, I want to talk about your origin story. For those that listen to this podcast, they know that I'm obsessed with origin stories, just like superheroes. So how did you get into physical therapy? And then we'll get into the NABPT because your big conference is happening later this week. We'll discuss what's happening at the conference. But before we go there, let's talk about your origin story. Why why physical therapy? Why, Why PT? You know what's interesting? I'm the baby of four. And my dad got here, I think, in 20... When he was 27, so he came from Nigeria, straight from Nigeria. My mom's from Kenya. She was here for schooling as well. And a lot of times in the Nigerian households, there's only three things you can really do, which is <laughs> be a medical doctor, an engineer, or a lawyer. They've, they've seen that that has, you know, transferred from home to here, and you, you're able to be independent and able to have, like, that social mobility that, you know, they want you to have within the society of the United States. 
So my older sister did that conquest of being a medical doctor. And the rest of us was like, well, you just asked us to be a doctor, not necessarily a medical doctor. Interesting. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't specify. So my other sister's a pharmacist. My brother is a PhD community psychologist. And I was like, well, as a baby, I can't, I can't let you down. I'll be a doctor of physical therapist. Um, but it fits my personality. That's, that's what okay. I think. Yeah. Because you could have been like a, a doctor of writing. Yeah. You could have been many, any, many types anything. of doctors. Yes. Yeah. You know but how I get physical, physical therapy fits your personality. How so? Yes. I, I love talking to people. I'm social. I'm very social. I do like fixing problems and creating like better harmony for people's lives. I'm always pushing and challenging people as I push and challenge myself. So I feel like the intricacies of physiology and anatomy it just fit where, okay, I'm always trying to fix something. When did it hit you? Because I know for some people, it hits them in high school. Right. They right, go right. out and observe something and like, oh, this is what I want to do. Some people, it hits them in college. When did it hit you? Mm -hmm. It hit me in high school. I oh, had a okay. friend that was up for a pretty, you know, big trajectory as far as like playing NFL football and whatnot. And I saw him go through some of this rehab and I was like, okay, well, Fixing things with my hands. I thought about <laughs> surgery at one point. I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want all the blood. I don't want the hours, really. <laughs> but I also helped as a student uh, athletic trainer as well. And I was like, okay, I can, I can do a little bit of this rehab, but I don't want the hours on the field. So pick the, pick the thing that I know I would have autonomy some bit on my schedule. And then also have the, the autonomy to kind of figure out how I can do like private practice, private business with, you know, the direction of what they were doing of, you know, Vision 2020 with more direct access. Well, I can do that. Let me pick that. Okay. <laughs> so you go through school. Mm -hmm. You get out of school. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. fast forwarding here. Yeah. Because this is like, you know, a short podcast. It's not a three and a half hour movie. <laughs> but then how do you come to the point where you co-found, and now you're the president of the National Association of Black Physical Therapists. Well, then I would have to rewind you a little bit. So I went let's, to Stone yeah, College. Let's take a couple steps yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's something, there's, there's a reason why, and we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna get to it. Yes, yes, so fresh rewind. So <laughs> I, went, <laughs> I went to Spelman College, um, HBCU, pretty much number one HBCU in, in the United States. There I was able to figure out where I belong within African American society and the American African society. So there's there's that thing. So I was born in Kenya. So you know you have that dissociation from being over there overseas to coming over here, still being an immigrant at some point. Of course, got naturalization, but there's a there's a difference, right? There's a there's a difference of okay, I know where I'm from. I know I can go back home if I wanted to. I'm um, at home being over there in Kenya or Nigeria. And then here it's different for American African in the sense that that sense of belonging is not necessarily here. And the equity to get to be able to feel like you're included in things is not. So from there, went to Auburn. You know, there was some conversation about, you know, me transcending my blackness because I was able to articulate myself well and also do well in school. Which I've heard, yeah, I've heard, I've heard you in podcasts and you even wrote a really great article for the Journal of Humanities and Rehabilitation where yeah. you meet with your mentor and she says, you have transcended blackness. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, <laughs> what does that mean? Right, right. 
to me, it's not a, it's not a compliment. So no, it's not. <laughs> so from there, I started to figure out. Okay, there's a lot of things that happen in society that once I got into PT, so we're fasting forward a little bit. Going to Emory, I was um, one of ten uh, that identified as African American Black. My co-founder was in that cohort as well, uh, Dr. D'Angelo Bullock, where there was a sense of, okay, if we're all here together, let's make sure we all get out of this together. And by any means necessary, right? But we we never really interacted with each other. Like we weren't really in each other's friends groups. Um, But we realized that there's a sense of making sure we take care of our brothers, sisters, our folks to, to continue to make sure there's that decrease of barriers does, doesn't interfere with how we, how we get along. But we wanted to create that on a bigger scale. We were at a predominantly white institution at Emory University. We decided, hey, we don't know how many times, actually, we know how many times. This actually happens that there's a big, <laughs> there's, there's a big number of African-American people within one cohort. We said, okay, let's try to make sure this continues to happen so they can feel like they're included with within their their friend groups or at least know that there's somebody that's taking care of themselves and then of course now as clinicians same thing you know everybody kind of wants to transition in some ways you know there's a big thing about burnout especially within pt so making sure that we're able to communicate able to network able to increase our visibility as a doctor physical therapist and honestly just try to move the black community in a sense of yes we may be therapists but it's a bigger it's a bigger thing. We're just adding more to the black community and how we can how we can mobilize. Well, that's the idea. And a lot of people have ideas mm-hmm. that actually never happen. Right. So how did you put the NABPT into existence? Grinding, work, hustle, <laughs> vision. <laughs> and the, and of course there are still a lot of barriers in that because I think everybody's kind of you know, we're waning down on this DEI thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was I would speak for both DNG and I. We know that there's a small window of opportunity to to promote what we're trying to do and to promote what we're trying to do in the sense of being able to get financial assistance as well of some of the programs that we're trying to launch, knowing that we're doing this on top of a full-time job and we've been doing it since 2016, exactly. basically. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so there's, there's, you know, there's peaks of like fast stuff going on and 2020 was one of those. I like, we went from maybe 200 members to now we're almost at 800 members. So, and there's a lot of responsibility and of course of taking on that ownership of how do we guide our community to what our vision is and not really trying to confine their mind in saying, okay, we're only therapists or we have an imposter syndrome as therapists and make it a, a bigger, grander thing of just amplifying the black community. But how did we do it? We just kept moving. <laughs> we, we kept reading. We had a lot of resources. We had a lot of friends that did all types of different things from our lawyer friends. I went to high school with Chris Cottrell. I played flag football with Audra that, that helps us with our bylaws and all that other stuff. I had a great boss within Benchmark, Kelsey Mims. Her husband now is an accountant, CPA, also black. So we're just trying to build what we can within our community to to amplify what we're trying to do and decrease some of the oppression and decrease some of the barriers that we encounter. I've got your mission. 
You want me to read it or do you want to say it? I got this straight off the website. You, you got the mission. Go ahead. All right. So the mission for the National Association of Black Physical Therapists, and once again, your conference happening later this week, provide opportunities for increased visibility, networking, community service advocacy, career development, and mentorship for black physical therapists and assistants. Yes. There's not a lot of diversity in the world of physical therapy. Mm -hmm. Can you break it down? How do you think we get there? I mean, that's the magic question. If you had the answer, you would have it all figured out. All right. <laughs> what, what, what if we figure it all out today? This, this, pod, I mean, this podcast it, would be a blessing. It, it, it would be. It would be. Uh, <laughs> I honestly think, if I'm being very honest, be honest, we yeah. We don't necessarily get there anytime soon. You know, um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that you don't take society out of your careers. As we know, as systemically oppressed that we are uh, across, you know, marginalized groups, you don't take that out of your career. So do we try? Of course. That's, that's what we're trying to do. You know, we're, we're trying to aid to that. Or honestly, we're trying to decrease the trauma that occurs as we are Black people within society, right? So in doing that, you kind of see what we've had barriers for. Because, you know, there's, there, of course, we're not monolithic as far as like Black and African Americans. There are some of us that are privileged. I know for myself, I have been privileged. I just understand and empathize with people that are not. And I work hard to make sure that I can increase as much as I can using my privilege. That's the same kind of mentality that we need everybody to kind of have. Mm -hmm. um, not kind of, we need everybody mm -hmm. to have. And that change behavior, it takes a while. As you can see, our society hasn't really moved to change that behavior, you know? So do we reach it? Not our lifetime. Yeah. I think you're right. And I recently came to the realization, I'm 47 years old, and I said to myself, I'm probably going to die, and things still won't be equal for everyone. And it's depressing to think that I won't live to see it. Mm -hmm. But I do want to live to see society inch forward, you know? Right. Move the needle a little bit. Right. So we inch forward. The thing is, like, we do inch forward. But there's always a system behind that inch four that puts us back into play. Does it become more comfortable? Yes. Because I would say as, as being a black person, immigrant person, I would say there's some things that are just more comfortable of being in the society and being in the privilege that I have that I can move without doing anything. Right? But, but I also know there's plenty of people that are struggling but don't realize, like, what is going on, what those systems are, just because of how things are taught. And we can see why history is not trying to be taught, because if you understand some of the roots of causes and also the patterns that people run in, you're going to understand, okay, these are ways of how to get out. And this is why some of our groups are separated. And this is why it's prolonged that we've been separated, right? Because of course, we all know there's power in numbers. It's one of those, okay, how can you change it a little bit and how do you make sure it's within the spectrum that you can you have that scope so we decided we have that scope in physical therapy how can we move our people within physical therapy how can we help the black community decrease health disparities within physical therapy and zone it into health literacy financial literacy to even investment like wealth building within our community and what we can do together so 
that's why we have any Because I was looking at the numbers. I think within the population of the United States, black people make up 13%. I think in therapy, it's only like 2%, something like that. I mean, the numbers may be up, but there's a huge disparity. Two two and five, there is a big disparity. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, we're taking tiny steps to get there, and you're taking tiny steps in a system that doesn't necessarily always play by the rules. Right. So later this week, we have the 2022 National Association of Black Physical Therapists Conference happening. So can you walk me through it? What's going on this year? So of course we have, you know, your 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 difference of, of ages and who's gonna be going into school and whatnot. So different stages. You have your pre-physical therapy PT assistance. So on that Friday, there's gonna be some current student program where there's some students that have a panel that talk to pre-PTs. Welcome event. We'll have what does building community, because that's our thing, building community. Uh, through Unity. So we're, we're going to talk to, of course, DeAndre's going to talk. I'm going to talk. We'll have the uh, what if you change and transition within the physical therapy field and then a social event. So, you know, Friday, we're chilling, we're relaxing, <laughs> get a little, get a little <laughs> sprinkles of gem here and there. How do you continue to, to build community? And then on Saturdays, when a lot of things are hit, well, we'll have a wellness activity with Dr. Mika Mitchell, uh, mindful mindful motivation, mindful meditation, whatnot. Then we'll go into what is NABPT doing as our program? So we have about five to six programs where it's melanated men, black maternal health, which falls under operation miss falls under that. We have Muslims in PT. We have H2O Sensory, which is a prospective student running a program. And of course you'll get, get to hear about it then. So come to the conference. Uh, <laughs> And, and then we'll have a lunch and learn, trying to go over basically what's going on in PT, giving some advertisement. Shout out to Phoenix uh, Physical Therapy for giving us a scholarship worth $10,000. So we'll be giving that out too. We'll go into community programs, what's going on in the community. So from global maternal health to Black trans health, um, talking to an activist that works in that realm. And then we'll go to see what organization diversity within PT. So we'll be talking to the AAPT, we'll be talking to the APTA and ourselves and going through a panel in, in Eugenia. We're going through a panel through that. And then of course, like I said, financial literacy is a big thing. So, so going from, all right, what do we do with FAFSA? What do we do with debt? How do we negotiate into wherever we're trying to go into with Dr. Christina Campbell? And she wrote ABCs to negotiation. So everybody check that out on, on Amazon. And then, <laughs> And then later on, we'll go into the scholarship announcement. And then Sunday, of course, because it's Juneteenth, finally a national holiday, <laughs> we'll, we're going to spread out and do community service on our own within, you know, different communities. Wow. Yeah. So the conference is happening starting on June 17th. Yes. Is it too late to sign up? No, okay. not too late. All right, I'm just asking. Fact, we're one of those people that know how we are <laughs> as a community. <laughs> So you can sign up that day and call it a day. And it's all it's it's virtual, right? It's all virtual. It's all virtual. Now, is there a section of it that will be in person? Um, for for the most part, the Juneteenth one, where if there's different chapters that are that are actually planning stuff within their sections. So we have about ten chapters from Southern California to New York to Pennsylvania, coming down the East Coast, basically, and. 
we'll just be having our own things in our own separate areas. All right. And, and then, you know, Juneteenth is a little bit more of take in what and where we are as far as like being free and then understanding how much more we have to go. And so it could be by yourself as well, where you meditate, especially if you have a lot of the ancestors um, that are coming from that area and, and fought for that. So, yeah. Well, good luck with everything. Thank you. Do you have a nice big speech planned? I don't yet. Okay. <laughs> I don't yet. <laughs> I know I'm going to go through a number of experiences before then. So I like to allow myself to move where, where my spirit goes. And I'm reading a good couple of books right now. I know Dr. Lisa Van Hoos uh, requested some of us to kind of read at some other conference that we had recently. So where do we go from here? By Martin Luther King. So I'm in the middle of that book right now, trying to calm myself and understand that we're still where he was writing from um, to an extent. And so I, I'm allowing that too, to kind of come out in, on, on the paper soon. And Remy, you do some heavy work. So I'm just curious, what do you do to decompress? Have fun with friends and family. Okay. I'm a, I'm a big, just chill out, you know. So what does chill out mean to you? Are you uh, listening to music? <laughs> Are you going for a nice walk? Are you bowling? Are a you little, going a to a movie? Of, right. A little bit of everything. Uh, I, I, will, I won't see I go for a walk in the States. I like to travel. Traveling has been a big thing for me recently. I just came back from Kenya maybe two weeks ago. Went to go see my mom. So my mom still lives in Kenya. Chilled out on my aunts and uncles' verandas. Just, you know, talking. Talk about, you know, where where do we go from here? As far as, like, family, personally. You know, some of us have family business and organization for me. Where do, where do I take us? And how can we take each other there together, right? And then in the States, honestly... Get a cocktail on Friday and and, <laughs> <laughs> and and meet new people, and then Saturday maybe go to the park. Okay, you know? I like that. So, do you so, do you go to CSM every year? I do. All right, so let's hang out at CSM next year. Absolutely, we'll probably have an event. I'm gonna put this out here. We're trying to have like a golf tournament, and that's gonna be a, a couple of us that are across the board within the spectrum of a uh, PT. So. That, that's my push to make sure we get it done. Because CSM is in San Diego. In San Diego. Yeah, which will be warmer yes. than San Antonio was, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> I do not like the cold at all. An unexpected cold is a no. <laughs> it was bone chillingly cold because I yes, come from the was. East Coast. I was like, this is colder than New York. I mean, like, seriously. Anyway, they can't predict the weather. So, right. <laughs> until, until next time. <laughs> All right. Well, Remy, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. And good luck with everything. And if you need me in any type of capacity, whatever I can do or whatever I can do to help, let me know. I definitely will, Jim. I appreciate it. Because I would love, love, love to move the needle forward because I think if the healthcare industry is more diverse, it's not just the right thing to do, but it makes better healthcare. Tell me about it. <laughs> I think some people think it's just a social justice issue, but it's more than that because when you break down barriers and the profession is more diverse, Patients truly understand their clinicians. Clinicians truly understand their patients. When you get that bias out of the way, you can get to the heart of the matter. It makes better health care. 
How can you argue with that? You can't, but they do. They do. They do. <laughs> but it's it's all good. We're, we'll get there one thing at a time. Yeah. All right. So once again, the NABPT conference happening this week, June 17th through 19th. So for Dr. Remy Onfade, my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yins later. Later.